0: The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by MikesArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit Mike'sArchery.com and get your gear now.
1: Right here, right here, right here,
2: right here. Yeah, you want it?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Redneck Tech Podcast from our very long hiatus. Um, no idea what number this podcast is, not even going to try and look it up. We have been gone for over a month.
0: It, it's, been a, it's been a sizable amount of time.
1: So I blame it on our clients, and um, it's 100% their fault. But anyway, so we are here in our studio. We're not videoing this one. We're here with all yeah, of Yeah, but there's like
0: 75 cameras okay. on my face right now. Yes,
1: so we're doing the 2021 Redneck Tech Podcast class right now. We've got all the students in here. We've all, we just figured out what everybody's going to be shooting tomorrow. It is currently 9.59 on Friday night.
0: If you wait 30 seconds, it could be 10.
1: Well, it'll be 10 when we're finished talking. So we're literally, what's today, Friday? So we've still got Saturday and Sunday. We're one day into this thing. And we got a microphone sitting out there. I guarantee not everybody jumps at once. But we've got a microphone up there, and we're going to kind of do a live Q&A with everybody here. Everybody has to ask at least one question. Um, and trying, uh, and now it's 10 o'clock. You're welcome. Um, so it's 10 o'clock. We're still rocking and rolling. We were here till like 1 o'clock in the morning every night last night. Nah. I told myself, or not every, every day last year, I told myself we're not going to do that this year. It's looking that way. we were here till eleven last night, and that wasn't even really well, officially
0: a class night well, part of the problem was today we went to the pizza place and uh That's they they were first of all, they were not very enthused to seat us. apparently, there's a chronic shortage of anybody who wants to work um, and the would you describe the hostesses as friendly and willing to seat us no no um. I she think was it's, not
1: very Christian like.
0: No, I think they were discriminating against us based on our um, redneckery, uh, our redneck appearance. Well, your, your shirt I mean, literally I,
1: says "Redneck." On I it.
0: am wearing a very comfortable, very new redneck tech podcast shirt that our uh, sponsor, our sponsors at <laughs> Mike's sponsor. Archery, brought into us. Um, They're
1: going to be so mad they weren't here for this. We might have to do another podcast we probably tomorrow. Will.
0: Um, which is fine. We probably should make up for all the time. Um, that we've left they hanging. They literally sponsored
1: the podcast, and we've done one <laughs> podcast. I know.
0: <laughs> we'll get back at it, guys. We're so sorry. <laughs> we're The
1: best freaking so clients sorry. But ever. I've been
0: outspoken about the quality of these shirts, and uh, they surprised us with some shirts. And I think if y'all pester them enough, they might they might make enough to like maybe sell some. And y'all, y'all can to buy them
2: from us. We can sell them, and y'all can buy them from us. Yeah.
0: I'll uh, well,
1: buy them from Mike's, and we just make money. on them. Yeah, <laughs> and then we don't have to deal I, with anything. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I would just like to see people wearing redneck tech shirts. I mean, that'd I be would. cool. That'd be cool as crap. I mean,
1: everyone should wear a redneck tech
0: shirts. Yeah. So, but anyways, we we went to go get pizza, and uh, they split us into two groups. Caleb and Clay, and uh, half the guys were in one group, and uh, I was in another group, and we didn't even have our our pizza even close to being. With us yet, and you came over to the table and were like, they "Hey, had. hey, uh, we're leaving." We're like, "We haven't even sniffed a pepperoni yet." We they f-
1: had
2: great prices tonight.
1: We, f- yeah, our prices couldn't be un- unbeatable prices. That ours was free. But <laughs> <And> anyways, <laughs> that, that
0: caused a <laughs> significant delay in our content creation pipeline. Well,
1: we tonight. got our pizza, and then we ran to the top of Mount Pisgah with Cam Haynes, touched the top, and came back. And then you guys still haven't got your Hashtag. pizza. You went and ran with Cam Haynes? Dude,
2: we were hammering it, hammering. <laughs>
0: Did, but the question is, did you keep
2: hammering?
1: <laughs> yeah, I passed him. I just pushed him to the side. He's not; he's three feet tall. Hashtag, that
2: is true. hashtag Heisman stiff arm.
0: <laughs> uh, my one, my one encounter with Cameron Haynes was early in the morning before I had had my coffee, and uh, he probably I went,
2: already ran eight miles. Yeah, he had, and he I had, was just
0: getting my coffee, and honestly, I was a little tired, and I spilled some coffee. And he goes, "Oh, careful there!" And I said, "Yeah, you know, it's the morning," <laughs> and uh, that's all. <laughs> that that's that's as far as me can <laughs>
1: <laughs> all my interactions with him been pretty cordial he just he's just very small he's a small i mean he's jacked as crap he he's a Westie. like he's very short yeah but do you think
0: i mean when you're that short i mean being that jacked it's, it's like being the tall tallest midget you know what i mean i mean like it doesn't take a lot to feel a 6 inches worth of of Bicep bone with a bicep, you know what I'm saying? Versus like, you know, m- me, what's I got, the,
1: what's I got, the, what's the, what's the, uh, I got
0: like, I, my, my femurs are like seven feet long and my, you know, my thighs are still poking out of my jeans. That's a lot of muscle.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> because
0: he inconsistently writes his Y'all
1: bike. Y'all got any of them waiters with you? Cause it's getting deep in here. We're going <laughs> to need some. Hey, just Im-
0: Hey, just imagine if I consistently rode my bike. I don't do
2: that for your sake, Clay. Yeah, we because wouldn't have... Because you steadily there be, skip leg day. There wouldn't be enough weight. Steadily skipping leg day. every Okay, time, mister, every time I don't want to go above 135.
0: My knee is about to blow out. And I do go I, above 135, I'll have you know.
1: How old are you? Your knee's about to blow out? How old are you?
2: I'm 26, but let's my talk, knee let's, is let's like 55. Let's, let's but, talk about but, knees. Let's talk about knees.
1: No, let's not talk about knees. We're getting way off... We could talk about already. the bee's knees, and We're then s- you would just be talking about me. We are six and a half... <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're six and a half minutes into this podcast and have had added no value whatsoever to the four people that listen to it and half of them are in this room. It's all that's <laughs> so fair. That's so fair. So let's let's get that. So we ask you guys to think of a good question to do live QA. Who has got a good question? Please walk up to the microphone and introduce yourself. All right, hell yeah. New York's up first.
2: Let's this, go. This guy's gonna come fix our AC, so Yes he is.
1: It's on, it's ready to rock. So, I guess my not question. Introduce my you is, first. My right. name
2: is Derek Stoner. I'm from upstate New York. A little closer. I'm from upstate New York. Okay. And I guess What's my your favorite question color? is really to, <laughs> to Caleb. Oh, okay. How do you juggle your family life
3: and being gone
1: not well. all the time? Not well. Without your wife coming at you? My wife literally texted me a minute ago, and she says, you know that you can't teach this long because it's going to burn them out. They can't intake this much information. I was like, well, we've been hanging out a good bit. I do so, not you know why you um, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, well, we well, – so she, she, Luckily, she won't listen to this. So, um, I don't balance it as well. I've, I'm have i trying to get better. That's why I hired these two guys. Because he, you heard him say he's 26, and you're 25. Guess what? they about to be on the road. Because I've done it for 10 years now. And, I mean, I've done 70-something days this year. My wife lets me know every time I get from pregnant how many days he's been gone. But I literally could not do it without her. She is... Uh, she's the best, but she also married into this. She knew what she was getting. And I made very clear to her what she was getting into. Like, I didn't pull any punches. I'm like, look, like you want to get married in October. Like I'm never ever going to be there for our anniversary. I'm Not going to be there. Your birthday's in September. I'm never going to be there for your birthday. I just want you to know. And I haven't for nine years. I've not been at my wife's birthday and I've not been at our anniversary. I told her that she made that choice. I also asked for blue jeans and, um, not to get married during hunting season. I didn't get either one of those. So it was one of those things to where she is absolutely the, the more understanding one, but it's gotten to where now when I was, my kids get older, it's not even her as much as it is, it, as it is, like, I don't know who I was telling this to a minute ago, but like my little boy's five and like, I love my girls. Like I've got an eight year old and a three year old girls and my boy's five. He's in the middle. Like, they miss me, but they miss cuddling with Daddy. Sims misses, like, genuinely spending time with me. And, like, today, like, he wanted to play baseball. I was like, well, I'm teaching this class. And my wife sent me a video of him hitting the tee in the yard today. And it's really hard for me to get into practice because he just, he gets really frustrated. He only, he, like, kind of ebbs and flows when he wants to do it. That's what's harder for me is being away from them. Like, I love my wife, but, like, see you when I get back. But my kids now they 're like, "Daddy, when are you coming home that 's the hardest part for me, and juggling that i haven 't figured that out like my ultimate goal is to get to where I do seventy five hundred days a year, and it 's just not possible yet we we 're working towards that. I would love it to where they only had to do seventy five hundred days a year and then we do seventy five hundred days a year in the office, and then we 're off for hundred days that'd be really nice, but um we 're not there yet, but in terms of what am I doing to juggle it <sighs> Honestly, nothing yet. I'm trying. So, what was that? Clay, you said 75, 100 days off, and Clay and I were like, what am I going to do with 100 days off? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I,
0: well, I, it's I, I mimed the golf because I was like, that's <laughs> the only stupid thing I can think to fill 100 days well, with.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying I, I would love to be able to, because I, when, I, when I worked at Sub-7, I did 150-ish days a year, um, and that's a lot. I mean, I don't care how much you like to hunt. You hunt hard 150 days a year for multiple species, and, you know, I think we did 22 states last year. It's a freaking grind, man. Um, and getting up that early, going to bed that late, you know, trying to stay on your game in a tree stand all the time. Like, it's it's tough, but um, at the same time, I also all the time have to take a step back and go, I'm getting to f- film hunts for a living. I'm getting to go to all these cool places, and I have to – it's it's a job and it's very very hard, especially right now during edit season. But I also like, I could be freaking digging a ditch somewhere. I could be, you know, wearing doing a shirt a, and tie. Yeah, shirt and tie, button up, and having to wear slacks to work every day. Like I just I don't think I could do that. Um, and I, I'm I'm extremely blessed and couldn't be more blessed. Not to say it's not stressful. I mean, you own your own business, right? It's the same thing, you know. And there's there's a lot of days I would love to just step back into the. Hey, give me a project and let me run with it. Roll versus managing the projects. Like they get onto me all the time. I'm like, hey, didn't you say you were going to start editing again? And I'm like, yeah, when I when I catch up I on was... all the other 37 times. Well, I, I have said, said that. that time. Yeah, Clay said Clay that. Clay said that. Well, I so, said that
0: on your behalf, which was unwarranted. <laughs> I didn't ask you to do that. That was entirely from your own head. Trying to help look, you out, bro. Caleb, look, don't put his evil words on me.
1: Okay, Clay said that you're not editing anymore. <laughs> oh, so, I did um, not say that <laughs> I. And I, and I completely know that. And I think about that all the time, but there's, I, I, you know how it is. I get to do all the stuff that you don't get paid for, you know, as the business owner, you're the doing the invoicing, the scheduling, the insurance and the, the not fun stuff.
2: Meeting like, with clients.
1: Yeah. Meeting with clients, trying to make sure the bills get paid, all that good stuff. And believe it or not, that crap takes way longer than I'd like it to. Um, and I feel like I have lost all creativity because I have to do all that stuff and that just all my creative juices go out the window. Like I have none anymore. Like I went on a shoot, whatever one of my recent shoots was, and I seriously felt like like I got nothing of value. I think everything I just shot was terrible because my just my my head and my heart wasn't in it, and I, I and I hate that feeling. Um, so I'm trying my best to get out of that and because like, I feel like everything I'm doing right now is down the middle. Like nothing about it special. Like it's not crap. It's not excellent. It's just like eh, it's okay. And I don't like that at all. I hate that feeling. Well, I
4: don't think
0: I told this to you earlier. I don't think you've lost creativity. I, I think you're like I still. Have. I think you're still super creative. Oh, I mean, I, cumulatively, I think, you have more ideas
1: well, than I, Clay I, I, and I, I have, I have think, together. I don't think I'll ever run out of ideas. But I think I think your your
0: your creative muscles just haven't. You've been doing honestly, all the administrative stuff, and your creative muscles just haven't been worked out all but, the time. But so I honestly
1: feel like, I, honest to God, feel like I like. <laughs> I'm not sad that I'm not into editing anymore. I like enjoying editing short stuff, but like doing full shows anymore, like I'm just, I don't know if I can get it in me anymore. I've done, I don't know how many shows I've done in my lifetime, but a bunch. And it's 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 tough. It's very draining. And I have hats off to guys that do it day in and day out, like Ryder's been doing, Clay's been doing tons of edits days in and days out. It's not easy. But at the same time, like I feel like, at this point in my life, I would much rather do what we did today, direct, plan, and oversee the execution of something versus being the guy with the camera in my hand. Like, I still want to do that some, but I also understand when guys are better at it than I am. And I'm much, I'm much rather like when I hand him the edit today, I'm like, here you go, here you go. You're better at this than me. Take over. Like, I'm cool with that. And I'll be the first to tell you when somebody's better at something than I am. I I believe, truly believe, in hiring people that are better than you are, anyway, Um, and just faking it daily, which I'm really good at that. So, anyway, I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of went off on a couple rabbit trails there, but all right, who's next? Here we go.
0: All right,
1: hold on. Hey, I have a question.
0: You have a question. I have a question for him. I want to know where did where did the name come from. Interrupted. 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 I, I, I already, we already had asked. this conversation. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that so part inter- of the conversation. Introduce yourself.
3: Yeah, I, I, this is uh, Steve Hallman. Um, I'm from Maryland, so had a le- 11 hour trip down. Nice. Well worth it. Well worth so it. Good. Thanks for having us. Heck yeah. But um, before I answer a question, I'll turn turn it back on you guys. Why take the time to do what you're doing this weekend? Obviously, it's your business, you guys are incredible asset um, to mm. this business,
2: and well, well, you might. You I might. was about to give the largest company plug ever. <laughs> oh man, I was, I was, I was about to give the largest company plug I, ever. I was trying, I was trying to set you up with a softball. Oh, yeah. So uh,
0: if this crap, I'm out.
2: <laughs> but
3: I mean, you guys, you, you've been grinding. You got so many clients. You guys are being successful. You're doing what you do. Why take the time? to teach a couple guys that are trying to figure this thing out.
1: Because no one took the time to do it when I was coming up. Um, I would have given every dime I had for a class like this because all I wanted to do was learn how to do this. It's only, it, once I figured out this is what I wanted to do, it's all I thought about. Like I'm kind of like JG said, like I don't ever kind of halfway do anything. I wanted to fully commit to it. And when I got started 10, 12 years ago, there, weren't, there wasn't the YouTube that we have now. There wasn't the information. There wasn't the questions to get answered. There, there was like some forums, but you had to dig and dig and dig. Like I used to send out emails. I'd find somebody's email at Realtree that, was a, that I knew was a producer because I saw him behind the scenes on a, a Realtree video. And I'd find his email and I'd email him, hey, you know, what camera arm are you running? What camera is that? Because I was clueless, man. And uh, crickets, just nothing. I never hear back. And I I, you know, I would watch shows. I remember watching a Pigman show and I literally like timed on a stopwatch how long scenes were, how long segments were. Like I was just trying to get information that I could not get. And um, I thought I knew how to do it and I'd go out and film stuff and I'd bring it back and it just didn't look as good as everything I was seeing on TV. And I'm like, why does my stuff not look like that? Well, because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And that information that I, searched and searched and searched for wasn't available. And I wanted to not only make it available, but I wanted to make it with a podcast. I wanted it to be free. And then obviously when we give the classes, we get to dive a lot deeper and be hands-on. But also every other class I ever looked at, even when I got it in this industry, was thousand to 15 to $2,000. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like I can't like, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford that when I wanted to do this. And um, I was like, I want to make it affordable. And, and I mean, I've never I don't know if I've ever told this publicly, but I do this class to give these guys a bonus in the summer. Like I don't keep any of the money. I do it so they make money on this, not me. And I want and I wanted it for that reason as well, because this is the time of the year where we're about to get in the fall, and it's about to get crazy, crazy for us. So I do it and because we love doing them. Like I've done probably six or seven classes over the years, and I and the people that I've met, I mean, the hell I should pay you guys. The people that I've met, the the
2: the, well, relationships. Heck, Lauren was here last year. Yeah, now Lauren, she does now, all of our. Yeah, social Yeah, now media. Lauren
1: works for us. You know, and and, and and I mean, he came from the podcast. You know, he listened to the podcast, and and I guess Ryer kind of kind of did a little bit. I mean, he listened to a bunch of them, but um, it's the networking, the people that we've met, the fun that we've had. I mean, this and this is the only thing I'm any good at. So I like talking about things I'm good at. I don't like talking about things I'm not any good at. Um so I mean that's that's why that's why I personally do the class and I would assume you guys enjoyed or you wouldn't be here.
0: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I I genuinely I love being able to talk about and teach and just like nerd out with people who are passionate about the same stuff, wanting to learn about it, wanting to get information and just Hanging out with y'all, talking about like the cameras and the editing, and all that stuff. I, I, it's probably one of my favorite weekends of the year. Yeah, and seriously, uh, me too. Like I learn as much trying to help y'all as hopefully you guys learn from me trying to help you. And I, I, I enjoy all the connections. I mean, I'll probably end up talking to y'all pretty regularly on, on social media or whatever. And, and uh, like, like Caleb said, I remember being um, new. I mean, and I was new to all of it. Like I didn't even hadn't even hunted before I did this and just being able to have a resource like this would have helped so much. I remember I was probably two or three years into um, working before you, came out with the Redneck Tech podcast. I remember mm-hmm. it was about a year and a half or two years, and I just remember when the Redneck Tech podcast came out, I was so freaking stoked. Like, finally, somewhere that had information that was um, Curated relevant, you, yeah. relevant to me, relevant to what I had to do day in and day out. Because there's a lot of guys who film, there's a lot of guys who do photos, there's a lot of guys who edit. But this industry is its own animal, and it takes a different – Kind of equipment, a different type of person, a different type of workflow, a different type of skill to be able to operate in this industry, and um, you know, it just being able to to help you guys try to find and and be successful with whatever it is that you guys are trying to do. I mean, everybody's here, kind of trying to do something different, and uh, I just love seeing all the passion and all of the enthusiasm. And all of the different places and things and ideas that you guys come here with. And uh, it's just, it's a fun time. And I genuinely just, I enjoy nerding out. Like, it's just, that's it all it is
2: to it. Mm. I mean,
0: Caleb will tell you, I like to nerd out and it's this is awesome.
1: Yeah. Clay?
2: I mean, I literally got this job because of the podcast. Yeah. Like, I started, I left my corporate job in 16. Uh, loved it. Taught myself to run a camera because I loved it so much. Um, and was doing, I always wanted to do hunting stuff, but lived in Florida and nothing good to hunt except Osceola's in Florida. So I was doing weddings and real estate and was driving home one day and was just looking at hashtags and stuff. And, the, um, barn laps was on Instagram with a hashtag barn laps with the, with your Toyota truck in it. And I saw it and saw the page and on Instagram, I The
1: Toyota truck. Which
2: one was it? Well, I mean, oh, it probably did that I many, didn't have nine times, but. Um, I don't remember it, but it okay. was just it was just on it on the Redneck Tech Podcast Instagram, and then I looked it up on iTunes, and the first one I ever listened to was How to Price Yourself, and then listened to all twelve before that because that was episode thirteen, and listened to every single one since, and started asking you questions, and you were answering them and taking the time, and then um, I went down to that shoot with you and Jamie, and I was like, I just bothered him so much about stuff. I was like, dude, I just want to come down. Like, I don't even want your money. It's like, I just want to come down, listen. Floated the river with him and whoever it was his name again. Matt Matt floated the river, didn't catch a single fish. It was like 98: oh It was like 98 was degrees. Um, but li- literally like that episode never happened, and I learned so much. And then that fall, I got a job, filming job for wildlifers, because they knew that I'd worked with you. That spring, did the shoot with Brian and uh, Billy. Brian Billy freelanced, and then freelance for Dalkey through you, and then you asked me in June to come move up and work full-time, and I was like, absolutely, and I've been here ever since. So I literally got the job because of the podcast. Yeah. And like like you said, no one teaches this, and if they do, like, the stuff on YouTube, like you watch camera reviews and stuff, or... Well,
1: they're clickbait. They're just well, clickbaiting. Well,
2: not only that, but like, home dude's vlogging or making studio vid- videos with the camera. Like, he's not using it in the situations that we're using it, so I feel like... I hate spending money on something that's not going to work, and I will sit there and watch review after review after review and like try to figure out if something's going to work for me or how to use something when now people can just be like, hey, man, I know you've used this. How do I use this in this application? Because homeboy that does vlogs and YouTube videos behind his computer doesn't use it how we're going to use it. Yeah, And I think just taking the stuff we're so niche that having someone – that you can, like, rely on to... Because, like, we're not sponsored. Like, Sony doesn't pay us. I mean, if they want to, they can't. But Mike's <laughs> Archer already does that. But 10% <laughs> off Redneck 10. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like... Killing like, it. We pay for all of our own stuff. If it sucks, we tell people it sucks. If there's something better, we tell them how much it is. And most of the time, we're showing people the cheaper options. So I yeah. feel like if people, like... I don't know. I just... I got the job because of this. So I feel like I should get
1: back. I seriously thought you could say because I got paid. <laughs> I really did. I like your that answer better though. Yeah, I think
0: I think there's there's two things in there is I I feel I feel super blessed to be able to do this. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um but like you have guys, to keep hammering. Right, always. Um I don't have any other hashtags right now. Sorry, guys, I'll let you down. I just
2: want, I want to throw this out there. I've never played any big-time baseball I played in college, but I feel like I'm in a post-game interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ryer, you're never athletic, so you don't know about that. But. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> we were doing so good. Just ignore him, Ryder. Just keep going. Just ignore him. Uh, <laughs> two things.
0: So, like, if you had asked me probably seven, eight years ago where I'd be, it would not have been here. But I feel like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I feel like I got super blessed to kind of have my life plan, quote-unquote, diverted. Hashtag blessed. Into, I'm trying to have a serious emotional moment, dude. <laughs> into this. Like, I, I honestly can say that I can't see myself doing anything else, except for unless the Air Force called me and was like, hey, want to fly um, fighter jets? I'm gone immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, give, I know. And, look, and I, I wouldn't s- blame you.
1: Look, that's just the but way it here's is. Here's the but, thing. I'm going to record a sound bite and send it to you next time you're dog cussing
3: your computer.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, yes. Are there times where I want to throw an entire computer through a wall? Yeah. Daily. Yeah, me too. But I, I honestly think that I've, I've been super blessed to be here, and I honestly think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've, I've, Really had this opportunity because people have put faith, belief, and time into me to be able to do this, um, and so I feel super responsible to kind of return pass that, that along. Yeah. Me too. And same put thing. Faith, and time, and, and and encouragement into you guys, into people who want to have the same opportunities as I've been super blessed to have, um, and. Along that same note, I, I never ever want to be the person who won't answer a phone call, answer a text, answer an Instagram DM. Same. And like, even now, I obviously, I, I there are people who are so much better than me at all kinds of stuff, and uh, it, 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 I hate when I send somebody a DM or or a message asking a question and and they don't respond to me because it, you, you, it makes you feel like. They think they're better than you or they're trying to hold some secrets. And I I, I hate that. And so I don't ever want to be that type of person. I always want to be helping everybody try to reach whatever it is that, that they're trying to reach. Uh, and if I have something that can help somebody, if I have some information, um, if I've got some insight, if I've got a story, um, if I've got some encouragement, anything that can help somebody else. I I I feel like it's my responsibility to to pass that along. And yeah. I don't ever want to be the type of person who who thinks that, oh, I you know, I don't have the time or whatever because I was there. I literally had no zero information on any of this six, seven years ago and the only reason I do is because
3: um people took a chance people on took a chance on me. Yeah. And that, Same here. And that very thing is Honestly, I think if you had to trace all the way back, even why I'm sitting here now, because when I first came across the podcast, when I looked up some of your clients and who you guys work with, I'm like, hey, these guys are the real deal. You posted something on a story for a question one time. I sent it right in. I think it was within an hour or so. Boom. You, you guys answered it. You got right back to me. I mean, the engagement was immediate. There was nothing like, hey, these guys, these guys are willing to help You know, this guy that's out there doing that. Well, and then, you know, you, you answer the question on the podcast. You gave a, a thoughtful response, a passionate response, and it, it, it never stopped. And so that attitude that you just talked about obviously rings true for so many.
1: Well, that's a, and that's a requirement to be a part of this team. And th- these guys know it. Like, communication has to be of the utmost importance, not just with each other, but with people that ask us those questions. Because, like, even, if, even after you guys leave, if you ever have questions, and anybody listening to this podcast, if you ever have questions, we're here. And if we don't answer, we didn't. Something happened. Ask again, like because we always respond, always, and it's usually pretty dang quick. That's
2: like, like, like that, was, that was requirement number two when you get hired. Like yeah. you have to know what you're doing, and you have to answer your phone.
1: Oh yeah, and like that is if you are somebody that doesn't answer your phone, don't reply to text or emails. Like I can't work with you. That's my number one pet peeve because I worked with a guy that was the world's worst. And I can't, I can't deal with it, um, and uh, and I think that's been the key to our limited success. We always answer, always, even if we don't know the answer, we'll at least tell you, I don't know, well, dude. It,
2: it might, it might even be like, hey, I'm at the top of a mountain in Utah. I'll be back in two days. I'll yeah. answer, your, like I'll yeah. e- send you an email then. Like, and I tell least.
1: people all the time, like if I am doing something, it's like, hey, if I don't, if I forget to call you back, follow up. You are not bothering me. Like if I forget to call you. Please call me. Like I'm not you're not ever bothering me. Please call me back. You know, because I will forget to call somebody back. It's like, hey, you know, I'm on the mountain, I'll call you back in two days. I might forget to call back. But like call me. Like follow up. Like, hey dude, said you were gonna call me. Oh dude, my bad. Here I am, you know. Um and that's that's one of those things but like text and email, like I, like I was telling guys, I can't stand if I got a red bubble on my thing, like a I have to answer it. It drives me insane. Um, but that's just my nature and I and I've I guess I've kind of push that on them, but they're both great at it, um, and that's that's something that's very important. And that's, like I said, that's why we've been successful. But all right, why isn't it interrupted? You told me.
3: I, I don't know if you remember. I think it was Ryder that said it when I sent that message, and you guys answered the question. You, you said, "Interrupted, Steve. What what's interrupted mean?" So, Oh okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Uh, it it actually comes from the fact that look, every day of our lives we are confronted with interruptions and we have to deal with them and we have to either attack them head on with a mindset that's going to say, Hey, I'm going to address this. I'm going to move forward with my life or they're going to be overcoming uh, upon us, and we go into a depressing moment or a, a bad attitude, and it negatively affects our lives. It neg- negatively affects our family's lives. And so um, to be able to welcome those interruptions is devastating as devastating and life-shaking as they can be sometimes, we need to do that. And so if I can help teach people, show people things I've learned, I can learn right alongside and pass that on to other people. I, I-, I say interrupt me. Bring it on. And then when I take that into uh, the outdoors for me, that is an intentional interruption I bring into my life. And it allows me to be a better father, a better husband, um, able to give back, to show up better for the people that need me to show up, Mm -hmm. whether they're coworkers or, like I said, my family. And so the outdoors is a crucial element for me. My DNA, how I'm wired, I come alive when I'm in the deer stand or on the boat. And so, uh, I want to share stories that and help people understand what the outdoor um, community can do uh, for the individual. And uh, those are the stories I like to tell and like to hear.
1: So it's Interrupted Outdoors. It's a podcast, and it's it's just it's Interrupted podcast. Interrupted podcast.
3: Interrupted Outdoors is a series that I run on the show. Very cool.
1: Two Love.
2: things. Two things. One, are those hats for sale? Because if not, they should be. That's a legit, <laughs> that's a cool hat. Coming in September. Okay, number two, this might be the most emotionally deep podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get out of the way. 100%. I like it, though. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, it's good Thanks, so guys far. for far. Producers have feelings,
1: can, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is surprising
0: because I'm a ginger and don't have a soul.
3: <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback off of that one, too. <laughs> okay, for sure. All right, hold G. it close. Strange, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee.
1: Perfect. Hold a little closer to your mouth. There Memphis, you go. Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Shelby County okay no, yeah. Desoto
3: county we're just south of there nice uh i did i actually don't have a question okay. and uh i there was somebody that backed out of this class mm-hmm. and i hope they're healthy and i hope they're safe but yeah. i wanted to say thank you to whoever that was <laughs> today's day one of this and it was by far worth the price of admission heck yeah man uh, appreciate it we've been here for 12 hours today and <laughs> yeah, we've been here and longer than 12 hours really loved every, loved every second of it really have and uh and I've already learned more than I thought that I would throughout the whole thing. So Heck I really yeah. wanted to say appreciate, appreciate it. Work? Heck
1: yeah. yeah. yeah man. Love it. Heck yeah. Really appreciate you coming. Yeah, he he he, he texted me. Because we, we've talked for a long time, haven't we?
2: Yeah. Your buddy Rob
3: Kenny actually asked me how I knew you last yeah. week. And I said, I don't even know how I know Kenny. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't I tell you either. But I know him. <clears throat> yeah. See,
0: I, I, uh, we we're sitting at the pizza place today. <clears throat> and earlier today, I saw your water bottle had the Say th- say the name Shane Shin 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 Gear yeah, yeah. Rob dot yeah Rob's gonna listen to this he's gonna <laughs> punch me through the phone I'm sorry Rob <laughs> <laughs> um, so I saw that and I I I I've been talking to Rob about that he's been doing some content with it I was like there's it's a new company I bet I bet this guy knows Rob because yeah. he's got the sticker you had the pop socket and I asked you I said hey
1: you know a Rob Kenny? He was, oh, yeah. We're good We're good buddies. Yeah, yeah. Pack of boxes together yeah. on Monday morning. Man, Rob's yeah. so funny. We had so much fun with him last year. That dude brought
0: – that man brought an iMac here. He did. He brought his iMac. He didn't. <laughs> Caleb said bring your gear, and he was like, bet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: brought a whole iMac. <laughs> yeah. And he said it. Right, right in the corner of my office where that PSE box is in the pain cave. <laughs> he he set that computer down there and sat on the
1: floor and edited on that. Thing. Yeah, he did. This is before we had the studio, so you you guys got it. now. Nice. Hey, it might be a little hot up here, but you got hey, it. we nice. got an AC guy now. Cold. Yeah,
0: exactly. He inspired me to bring the bring my Mac up to uh, to Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, it's the best decision I ever made because no I had doubt. to do uh, an unforeseen amount of editing there, and <laughs> if I would have had to do that on my laptop no telling i might not be here
3: today <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for anybody that's thinking about doing this i would give it a 10 out of 10 so hey, far Day yeah, one. Well, <laughs> now he well, said not so, he far. Around, he he said so <laughs> far i'd
0: rather hey i'd rather start at an eight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that we can move up 10 out of yeah. 10 we can only
1: go down from <laughs> yeah it can only go down from here heck yeah that's awesome all right who else has got one
5: Okay, uh, I am Richard Henderson from the Calling Hunting TV. All right. We're based out of South Georgia, extreme south. Extreme uh, south. I, I would like and to what, attest.
0: What he's not telling you is he's got a beard that, that may rival John Justice's. Yeah, it's serious
5: beard. And <laughs> yeah. is way better like than yours. I like that. Oh. <laughs>
0: Wow. Game, respect, game. <laughs> that is a very solid beard. Thank you, thank you. No,
5: I would like to attest to that how good the class is. Appreciate it. I like, I like the nerd, nerding out, mm-hmm. I mean, like Ryer says. We'll write y'all, y'all check the, the class. I can't <laughs> do it with anybody, or not many people, you know. Right. Not many people around us are, you know, doing the stuff that we're doing. So, it's nice to, you know, kind of get along with somebody and just, you know, nerd out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I guess so, my question was, so at what point, I guess this can be kind of geared to all three of y'all, um, at what point in your career did you feel comfortable where you thought that you were, I guess, like, good enough? Like, your A game was good enough to be prese- – I know that- I still don't. I, I know. I, believe me, I know. Uh, we should always be learning and yeah. all that good stuff. But, but I'm just saying. You know, speaking like. Uh, At what point, you, did you have some confidence? Did you have yeah. the confidence? You know that okay, I am good enough to be presentable for most anybody. You know, as far as what I do. You want?
1: To know, I know exactly when. First time I watched the film festival, yeah, outdoor film festival. I'm like, this is an outdoor, this heard is a hunting guys, film. I've heard you yeah. talk about. I'm that. like, this is tr- terrible. Yeah. And these guys are like. This is their. I mean, no offense, but this is this is your crowning. This is your crown jewel.
2: Well, in their like, defense, I don't. When we went last year, not a single production company did a film.
1: Well, that's because the, they're and, working. Yeah, they don't. But have But it's like I, I just I watched them and and the, how people would say, well, that one. Did you see this film? It was so good. Or did you see this one? It was so good. And I'm sitting there in the back thinking, am I stupid? Was I was I in the same room as these people? Because I would, I, and this was in like probably the first one I ever watched was probably in. 14 or 15 at an ATA show it was probably the first ATAF show and I was stoked about it because I'd always heard about them and I'd never been I'm like yeah yeah, hunting the Badlands film tour hunting film tour whatever and I remember going and like being stoked like yeah here we go and the first one comes on and I'm like wait what? and then it's a freaking B-roll over voiceover and the next one's B-roll over voiceover and then the next one's B-roll over voiceover and the next one's B-roll over voiceover I'm like that was terrible. And I'm like, okay, so this is what they're calling a film? And I just, from that moment on, I'm like, okay, I am never, ever doing a film until it's truly a film. And we've got one halfway done. We've got half of it to film, f- to finish. When, I don't know when it will be done. I'm not even going to put a time limit on it, because I really thought it would already be done. But I want to make a true, what I would think, what I would value as a true film we're going to take our time. We're going to do it right. It might be 2 or 3 years from now before it ever comes if it ever comes out. But um I just that was kind of the moment for me the light bulb went off. It's like I can I can do a better film if I had the time. I could do a better version of anything I just saw. So you realize
5: right then. Yeah. I guess what well, was out there. Well,
1: my thing is I realized that I was doing this for a living. I was not confident what I was doing, but I was like, if I turned in any of that at my work, I would be like, they, my chance, chancellor would have been like, go back to your office and do that again. That's horrible. You know, and, and, I, and I knew it, because I knew what chance had expected of us, and it was way more than that. And I got to where, like, I go every year hoping that they're going to be better, and they are not any better. <clears throat> they're terrible. Uh, I mean, there's some, there's some that are shot really well, but they're not films, um, don't I don't want to get down that road, trail.
2: I would say probably the first time I had a company reach out to me to do content for them. And I don't want to say, like, money wasn't an issue, but they didn't expect it for free. So, like, I had someone that contacted me for work and was willing to pay me for work, and I didn't have to bring up the issue of, like, money or anything. Because when I first started this, and he won't remember this because he answered so many questions, but, like, probably for a solid year and a half, if I asked him a question on Instagram or text message, it was about clients and money and pricing myself and all that, because I had always gotten these clients that always expected, expected stuff for free. And I didn't know if it was because I wasn't worth money or if I was getting doo doo clients that didn't have any money and were like just some dude making stuff out of his garage or whatever. Like when I finally had a company approach me on their own and they didn't, they weren't like money's no issue, but they weren't, they weren't worried about having to pay me to do what they wanted me to do was when I kind of figured out that like, I mean, I'm not the best in the world. I'm still not. I never will be. But like, I am good enough to have to do stuff for companies.
1: Yeah. What I'm doing has value. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: This
1: is an interesting
0: question for me because I, it's I'm a very
1: a, good question, by well, the way.
5: It's I've
0: never a very, thought about it. Yeah. It's a really good question and I might have an answer that maybe doesn't it may sound weird. Um it's going to sound weird. <laughs> it's going to sound weird and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way and it's it's a little bit nuanced but um I don't really I don't go I don't feel like I have an overwhelming sense of confidence in being able to like do what I do. I think that um, every day, I feel like I have to earn that, which may not necessarily be the most healthy thing. Um, and Caleb will tell you I'm a hardcore perfectionist, and so to a fault, to a, a fault. And and I think that plays into it. And the reason I want to talk about this um, is I've definitely had conversations with um, creatives and other people working in the industry, and I think um, the past year has really been uh, a learning experience for me and how to operate as a quote unquote creative and kind of the some of the pitfalls and struggles that you're you're gonna encounter working as a creative um, and so I really want to be transparent about like hey it's not all sunshine and roses on this side of things right and the creative brain is something that's different than um I guess, the quote-unquote non-creative brain, if you want to say. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I, I always feel like I need, I'm trying to earn earn that uh, trust and confidence. Um, I feel like probably the first time I felt like I was good enough to be doing what I was doing was, like, when you called and said, hey, you want to come work with me, right? And so, I okay, well, Caleb must think I'm good enough to do this, so... I'm going to go do this. Um, And then, you know, I think every trip, honestly, I get nervous before every trip because I put a lot of pressure on myself to try to make something that the client will want and something that they'll be happy with. Um, And so in that regard, I, I don't really, I don't want to rest on my laurels. I always want to try to be striving for better and better and better and better. So it's kind of a difficult question to answer because I wouldn't say that I have a sense of like the, I've made it, I'm good enough to be in the industry. I feel like I'm always striving to earn that on every every trip that I go on, every edit that I make, every shot, every picture. I'm always trying to, to I guess, quote unquote, prove my mettle on every single one of those, which is kind of a six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Because on on one side of things, it puts a lot of pressure on me as an individual. And Kale will tell you, I don't need to put that much pressure on me. But on the other hand, I don't ever rest on what I know I can do. I'm always trying to push for doing it better in some way. And so...
1: 1% better. If you try and get 1% better every time you do something. Right. It's all you got to do is just 1% better every time.
0: Yeah, and I and you know, I think this it's certainly something that I'm, you know, trying to work on not being as much of a perfectionist and and kind of being able to separate a little bit of of um, myself from my work, right? Cuz as as creatives, a lot of like at the end of the day, I'm getting paid money for what comes out of my head. And so inherently you put sometimes you start to put value on yourself by if people like what's comes out of your head. And you can get yourself in a lot of trouble doing that. Um so that's something that I've been working on to really try to go, hey, you know, you y- you're you're good and your your value is not contained on what comes out of your head or how a client perceives that because everything's subjective and there's so many variables that go into something just because they may not like something doesn't mean that you did it bad or that you're not worth whatever they paid for that. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but um, you know, still like the satisfaction of having a client come back and say, man, that was really cool or somebody saying, Hey, I like that picture. Hey, that was, that was really, I liked what you did there this video was really good or people saying, hey, you know, that, that, that thing got us a lot of whatever, whatever metric it is, you know, trying to find value in that. And then obviously trying to just, um, find value and confidence in yourself as a creative and valuing the work you put out and the stuff that you like to do because you like it. I think that's super important too. That's kind of a, weird philosophical answer and probably not what you wanted but
5: well, I mean it's a good point i mean never stop you know sharpening your skills right. and yeah. never stop learning that's i think that's pretty important
1: yeah the day you stop learning is the day you die man yep you got to learn every day what else we got how many more we got one or two bo i think we got three or four i don't think we just oh yeah we do have three three more okay yeah. go ahead
0: i got one uh james simpson another one from upstate new york um just any sort of inspiration or recommendations you guys have for, like, the guy sitting at home watching YouTube, listening to the podcast. Uh, he, like, this is what he wants to do. He loves us. He's got a passion for it. And at what point, I mean, you've got that analysis paralysis where you're just taking up so much information. You're just taking it all in. And I know you just got to go out and do it. Mm. But where do you get your inspiration? I mean, what, are you taking products? you just go film some sort of products send that in to somebody?
1: So what, So everywhere. essentially, it's I guess the run. question I would have before I answered that is, like, what's the goal? What's the ultimate goal? Perfect world, money's not an issue, time's not an issue. What's the goal? What's, what is your goal? What's the, you're, you're looking for inspiration for what? For to go out and do this for a living, to create a series? Do so you want to do this for a living? Yes. Okay, so, I, and I've said this a couple of times, um, and my inspiration, I guess, was, you know, like I said, I couldn't find the information, So the only other thing I knew to do was to get experience and to go out there and do it. And I worked for three ish years while working a full-time job for free. I would go with whoever would let me go. I'd pay for my own fuel, my own travel and just spend time getting to know people, trying to get better at this craft that I still knew nothing about and just creating content and learning and failing and learning and failing. And, uh, and trying to network. I can't put enough emphasis on learning how to network and putting yourself out there and not being afraid to ask someone a question or shaking someone's hand. Like, like perfect example. I was with Dudley for the TAC events. And uh, we probably had 500 groups come through shoot where we were shooting. And I can't tell you how many people would come up to me to me, they wouldn't go to Dudley and say, hey, do you think Dudley would care to take a picture with me? It's like, Dudley's the most personable guy ever. Go, I was like, yeah, dude, go ask him for a picture. He don't care. And I would take a picture with him. But it's something as simple as, like, you know, if you find somebody, like, in the industry, like, if you really like watching the hunting public, you really like watching, you know, the she you be like, whatever – spend the time go to an ATA show and shake those guys hands Say, man been watching what you're doing love what you're doing whatever the case may be put yourself out there ask questions go to classes meet people you know there's so many and there's as you can tell by us three we all got to the industry in three completely different ways there's no one path I wish there was and you know go to go to this class or this school or talk to this guy and you Yeah, you're the Red in. Net Tech podcast <laughs> class. Yeah, exactly. Um but in terms of there are so many ways, and I'm, and I'm learning this now being in business in this industry, there's so many ways to make money doing this. Um, there's, there's no reason if you have, if you're a decent human being, you answer your phone, you know how to run the camera and you know how to edit, you can make money doing it. Now, you might not make a living like being able to quit your full-time job right out front, but you can absolutely make some, some good side money. Like, Steve, you were talking about, you know, those guys there in Maryland that's got the boats that you like, yeah, I can go do like one-minute promos on the boat with guys and make some awesome side money. You do that a weekend? $15,000, 2000 $3,000 a weekend? Some serious freaking money, you know? Um, a lot of guys, and I've done some. I know Clay's done some. I don't think riders ever had to do some. They suck, but they're a great way to learn your camera is to do some weddings. They're great money.
2: I've done one wedding.
1: You have done one wedding? I've done probably half a dozen. You've done how
2: many? Forty nine. Oh,
1: God
0: bless. I'm working
1: on another right now. Another There's, thing.
2: They're not fun. Another thing. Cash flow heaven real estate.
1: Yeah. Rash yeah. But real those are, those are great ways to start running your camera and then start narrowing down. I you know, I did the wedding thing, I did the real estate thing. I did this thing for an agent. I did a this event, and you, you go and do film five or six things. It might not be what you want to do, but say, out of those five things, I really enjoyed doing this one. All right, now focus on that one, crush that one, make enough money doing that one to go do the fun stuff or whatever it is. If you this this business, the the media business, whether it's hunting, whether it's gaming, it doesn't matter. If you can efficiently run a camera and create content. It doesn't have to be outdoor content. It can be any content. There is always going to be a job for you out there. It is a very, very lucrative way to make money now, um, but you can't try and narrow your focus right off the bat to I only want to do hunting, because that's going to be a little harder to do. Now there's there's job openings all the time for people like there. I, I know if I get calls. Probably every two or three months of hey, you know anybody looking for a job? Like I want a full time this or full time that. I mean, we were just recently looking for somebody. I needed some. I needed someone that could come in day one and do what I needed. I could, I don't have time to hold their hand, but at some point, hopefully in the near future, we're gonna hire someone, another person, either part time or full time, to where we can train them exactly how we want them to be trained. They go with us on shoots, they do all those things. We get them into the edit bay, and they're they're just another. Another part of the team, um, freelance is a freaking great way to make money. Getting in with a, you know a, a show or a, a a series that needs guys on occasion, and you can make some good money. You make th- three to five hundred dollars a day, and you're gone. You know, fifty days a year, it's pretty good money. Then you get a part time job, and you're you're set, man. Or you, you do, and, and it all depends on how much money you want to make. Now, if you want to get rich, this ain't the industry to do it in. Yeah. Um, but And Ryder will tell you and Clay will tell you, and I'll I'll be the first to tell you. Money isn't everything when you get to see and do and experience the things that we've gotten to over the years. I can't put a price on the people I've met, the places I've got to go, the animals I've got to lay hands on, the experiences I've had. Like, you can't put a price on them. And if I had to pay for all the hunts I've been on, it'd be millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Um, And I don't have that. And, and ryer said it better than i've ever heard it that that camera is a passport to all the cool stuff this it and it's literally if you have a camera and you're willing to go and you have some time i know you said your job is pretty flexible your time if you can schedule yourself out and you might have to do it for a year or two and i know it's that's not what you want to hear but find some guys and just go with them schedule yourself out and say hey If you'll pay for me to be there, I'll film it and give you all the footage, or I'll pay you for it, and you can pay me to edit it, whatever it is. Or when
2: it's not hunting season, do those weddings and real estate and bank that money so you can afford to take the time off during hunting season to get the hunting experience to show people to do the cool hunting jobs.
1: But it all comes down to, like me, I, I worked in IT and then did it for three years for free, like literally for free, because I knew I wasn't somebody that was good enough to be paid, but... You'll never find a shortage of people that say, heck, yeah, you can come film me hunt. There, you'll never be a shortage of that. I can promise you that. I still get people to this day that ask me, hey, man, when are you going to come film me hunting? Like, money talks and BS walks, player. I'm like, that's how it goes. I'm like, this is, my, this is my job now. Which, you know, it's also my family still has no idea what I do. They still think I just get calls from Billy Bob who wants to go hunting, and I go sit in a tree with them. I, th- I still think that's what they think I do. I can't explain it to them, but whatever. Um, that, that would be my advice. Um, and, and, and in terms of inspiration, like <clears throat> just goes with anything else. It's like, you know, how bad do you, do you want to do it? Cause like, to me, this is the only thing I cared about. I was like, and I almost to the point where like, if this wouldn't have worked out, I'm really not sure what I'd have done. Like I would, my fallback was, I wanted to get into coaching. Like it was going to be baseball or hunting. Like, I wanted to do one of those two things. So, but, uh. Yeah, that was my roundabout answer, I guess. Anything to add?
2: I don't feel like I mean, I have a bunch of inspirations for stuff, but I don't feel like we get to do any of that because everything we do is so client based. Working on it. Yeah, like a lot a lot of our stuff, like working for yourself, you can do all the creative stuff you want. Just as long as you yeah. get someone to pay for it. Yeah, it just like doesn't like pay well. This dude uses the notes app on his iPhone more than anyone I've ever met. Oh, yeah. And the, li- the list of shows and ideas and themes and all this is, like, through the roof. So, the inspiration's there. The issue is there. No one wants to pay for it. Yeah. And we, like, can't yeah, take I'm the time.
1: No, to... you, you need an idea guy. I'm your idea guy. You need to name a show, yeah. I'm your guy. Like, I got lists of show names and ideas, and I just keep lists everywhere. Notes and...
2: And I think, I'll, I like, they give me crap for not ever watching anything other than golf on YouTube and fishing, but, like... All of his inspiration straight up comes from all of the other things outside the hunting industry oh, yeah. that he watches.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I and I, I used to yell at my old boss because he never watched hunting, but I'm kind of the same way. Like, I I rarely do anymore. No. Because I, like, if you're drawing your inspiration from other hunting shows, like, you're just, that's not where you draw your inspiration. Like,
2: for me, it's no fun because, like, I can watch a hunting show, recreate, 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 and, like. Yeah, that's, that's I've almost gotten that point with movies. Like the reason I watch a lot of comedies is like I watch a Transformer show and instead of or a movie, whatever you want to call it, instead of watching the movie and the storyline, like I sit there, oh that's how they did that shot. Mm-hmm. Oh that's how they did that shot. We're yeah, like,
1: we ruined ourselves. It's yeah. our own fault. So Good's what I got. Who else has got one? Bo, your turn. You don't look like a Bo, by the way.
2: Or that you're from Mississippi. You what? don't look like Mississippi. He either. doesn't look like a bow. I don't think Are he you looks kidding like a
1: me? Are like you kidding me? That's a
2: that's a Kyle right there.
0: That's a bow. Whoa, that's a little Oh,
3: little much,
2: oh, oh fight worse. <laughs>
1: Bo's about to Beau's about to jump up. Do, so, you,
0: do you hear the tone of his voice, Dra? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> he was talking he was talking about earlier, Bo was talking about earlier that uh he wasn't good. He wasn't he wouldn't be good in front of the camera camera 'cause of how he looks. But
2: he sounds good. <laughs>
1: Golly, get his number later. Uh,
2: Him
0: and I already touched Uh, feet underneath the pizza table. Actually, what
2: (laughs) I said is I look good in front of the camera. I don't think I sound good in front of the camera. Oh, (laughs) my bad. Got a little confused (laughs) there. But I'm
5: Bo Riggs from Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo, Uh, Mississippi.
2: As y'all know, I'm pretty heavily based on the photography side, and why I came here was to learn video from y'all. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you for the opportunity of this class. Thank you, yeah, man. But also, my question would be, what advice do you have for somebody that's about to you know, go head first into video more you know, and take that adventure because it, it's something that's very new for me? All right, I'm going to take that back to the old question because I get a lot of my inspiration for shots and video from photos I've taken. Because I see photos different than I do video, so I would almost take, like, the same exact approach. Think of it like if you were gonna go, if someone hired you to take a photo story, like spend a weekend with a waterfowl guide, and I want you to make a photo story of your hundred best images that tell the story about my wild, my waterfowl guiding business. Take those same a hundred images and put motion in them and that's your video more or less
1: yeah that's that's simple yeah for sure i mean yeah i see what you're saying to, to me it would be obviously in the beginning you want to overshoot um and learning to edit that would be my biggest advice learn at least the basics of editing and how things go together and that's going to make trust me man it's going to make your life so much easier in the long run and you become more valuable Way more valuable as a shooter that understands at least the editing process. Because an editor is going to get back footage from you shot in sequences and with those, with the, you know, the establishing shots and the lapses and drone shots that tell a good story that don't tie me to one location. You're going to have all the perfect pieces to that puzzle. And guess what? He's going to call you again and again and again and again and again. Because you're going to get, like, there's a perfect example, Stephen Bulware. He's been a freelance guy in this industry for. 15 or 20 years. He's like six, $700 a day, and he does probably 200 days a year. He makes over six figures a year running a camera. But I can guarantee you, call Stephen Bulware. everything's going to be in focus. You're going to have all the pieces to the puzzle. He's going to have solid, he's going to have great audio. He's going to have, everything's going to be great. It not, might not be a cinematic masterpiece, but he is going to give you what you need for a television show or a series or whatever it is. That's the guy that you want. That's the guy you want to call Like in the bind. Call Steven. That dude's going to get it done. And then you get get in, get to where you can be the guy that knows the puzzle pieces, and you get in that rhythm. And then once you get the puzzle pieces, then you can start being creative. But my advice is learn to edit. I, just, I mean, that's, that's the best advice I can give you.
0: Uh, I think mine, mine goes pretty hand-in-hand hand with that. I think learning to edit is... Kind of <clears throat> basically the the same thing as what I'm gonna say, but I think the major difference between photography and and videography besides some of the technical aspects is with um with photography you're trying to tell a story or create an emotion in I- that's frozen in time that's one it's one image right unless you do like a photo essay or something like that but Honestly, those are rare, and most I don't. Unless I don't think anybody really. Very few people get hired to do that kind of stuff, especially in the social media world. You really, every picture needs to kind of stand on its own. Um, in the video world, you're you're trying to tell a story with a collection of moving images, and so you have to shoot towards telling that story. And like what Caleb said. Knowing how to edit is is super crucial to really helping you figure out how to tell a story because
1: not how um, to tell a story but how to tell a story with video
0: yeah how to tell a video story how to tell a, a story with moving pictures with with imagery um, because there's just so many there's so many little things that you just don't know you need until you try to tell whatever story it is on a computer. And if you're just sending footage off to somebody, unless unless they call you and say, hey, I needed this, 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 this. You shot too much this, shot too much this. Um, you're not going to have that immediate feedback.
1: And they're probably not going to call you because they're probably and the, dog right. cussing you. are like, God, this guy sucks. We're right. not calling this guy again. So
0: you're not, you're probably not going to get that feedback. The best feedback you can get is to go out there to shoot things come back, put it on the computer, edit it, try to tell that story and then go, okay. Here's all the things like that I wish that I had. Here's what I feel like it was missing. Here's what I did and here's you so what I did much, good. Man. And you'd you be just, like this
1: this video sucks. It would be way better if I'd have done this this and this. And like guess what if you'll never do again, you won't not get that shot next time.
0: So, just really focusing on on how to tell that story and and Bringing it back and just trying to tell that story better and better and better every yeah. time, and and
4: you'll be there.
1: Last one, Mike, you're up. Last one,
4: it's me. I don't know if I really got a question other than a okay, a thank you. I met these guys back, some of y'all heard the story in uh, New Mexico last year. Yeah, I was out here filming a hunt and uh, for the calling hunting TV guys, and then uh, met these guys, met Caleb and uh clay whatever his name here yeah. is yeah, yeah clay yeah uh-huh. what's his name <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> clay here? no but uh anyhow i stepped in and they kind of seen me somewhat struggling as a new camera guy and these guys just stepped right in and uh i had ordered a lav mic it didn't come in in time when i got there Some guy said hey here's mine take it they gave me a lav mic to run that week today was gone uh clay was instrumental in helping me go through some of these you know camera settings uh Caleb seen me struggling when I was trying to film people, you know, the interviews and uh, stuff. Uh, Caleb, he seen me say, he said, hey, man, can I show you a few things? And he, they took the time to actually show me, to teach me, you know. Uh, am I great? No, but I have learned a lot. Uh, and I just want to commend you guys for that. Appreciate it. And then it, I finally get to meet the master brain of the whole crew. Mm-hmm. I've seen him on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, came to see rock. He is the attraction, let's you know, be honest. So. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> Clay's going <off>. home. <laughs> Clay's, Clay's out. Clay's going
4: to bed
0: now. Clay's going
1: to bed. He said, you're, you're telling me, me you I stayed, me stayed up? You had me until you said masterpiece. <laughs> okay, uh, my st- I stayed up for this bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you guys,
4: thank you. Honestly, Heck yeah. Uh, so far, we have enjoyed the class. Y'all have taught us so much so, so far. A lot of so <laughs> uh I appreciate you much especially for me. Heck, yeah. you know, uh last year in New Mexico it was just awesome for these guys that, to step in and do what they done they didn't have to. Yeah. But, you know, they did. And that's, you know, you meet people in the industry like that. me being able to travel like these guys have, I have met not exactly like they have now mm-hmm. cuz they have met a lot of people. We've traveled a lot, Rick and I, and we've got to meet a lot of good people. And and I always want to be because someone taught me like, you know, ryan and Caleb and, and Clay, I want to be able to, if I learn, to be able to teach others. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all should do is be able to teach and help. Yep. And, uh, I want to thank you guys for that big time. Well, I
1: appreciate it, dude, and thank you so much for – Kind words. I don't know. I don't, I don't do well with people. We don't get those nice often. Things. No, I don't. I don't yeah, do I'm well with praise. Send this to my wife. so she listens. Um, anybody got anything else before we conclude? We've been talking for an hour and five minutes, so I think we're good. Y'all oh. good?
0: Look, we've covered some very emotional topics. Yeah. This it, now is the time. If you have,
1: I'm going to go in the corner and cry after this. So yeah. All right. Got we got it's it's now 11:03. We got to be there at eight o'clock ish in the morning to do it all over again. So appreciate it, guys. Peace.